Hi, this is Tom James. I'm here recording another podcast. Uh, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, I have a few things to, to mention before I get started. One is that uh, I've written two books, and this is my, my approach to publishing the third, which was not trying to edit 50,000 words, but, you know, or so but to uh, just speak it and tell stories. And it gave me an opportunity to tell stories that are happening today versus in addition to the ones I've already written uh, and I have in my manuscript. Uh, the, the pen name I'm using for the first two books is Timothy Jameson, not Timothy Timothy, and Jameson with an I, not an E. And uh, the book's... The first book is called Quotes and Antidotes, and the second book is called Happy to Supply Now. Um, with that as some, some background, I'll, I'll talk about some of my time living, sleeping in the Five Mile area. Uh, if you know where Monroe and Francis meet, uh, there's, there's quite a few businesses there. Uh, there's a closed, at least when I was in that area, the there was a car wash across the street from the from the post office, and I, I slept under that in the covering there for for a while. There's more to tell about that, but just to set some context, I was sleeping there. I would be running, you know, I would be frequenting McDonald's. I would be frequenting um, Rosars as well as the Phillips seventy six. And occasionally I would get up in the morning and I would just sit down uh, across from the uh, Ace Hardware. And, and there's a barber shop there and there's a glass place. And it was it's early in the morning, you know, no it I was lucky enough to be, be provided food a couple times while I was sitting there. And I would on occasion see the the guy who owns the five mile glass store uh showing up and you know i i don't i talked to him i don't know if it was the first time or second time i talked to him but uh, he he he's got his, his truck and he it's got this kind of an a-frame where you put up you put glass you know you know windows whatever they are um, and I was, I was kind of talking to him about the type of businesses he has. I mentioned that I said, "Hey, hey, do you do like custom shower stalls? You know, glass shower stalls." He's, yeah, because I saw him putting one on his truck a previous day. And then, and then I, I got the gumption. I said, "You know what? How often do you break glass? You know, how often does it happen?" And and then I, I, I expanded, the, you know, I, I added to the question, what's the most expensive piece of glass you've broken? <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, the window I'm about to throw you through if you keep trying to jinx me. <laughs> I was like, wow, good answer. He didn't really say that. <laughs> he said, he's, and I didn't, I don't think I asked him what the most expensive piece of glass he ever broke was. But I did ask him, how often do you break glass? And his response was, every day. <laughs> Even when they're removing glass, 
I think they break it up and they put it in a, I don't know if it's a special recycling bin, but they, if you, if you're around the glass shop, there's a lot of broken glass outside. Or if you, if you spend any time around there, you'll see a lot of broken glass. It could be car, you know, automobile windows. It could be windows that got broken by a baseball or something, but yeah, he was nice. He was real nice, but, uh, that's the first joke. That's the start of the podcast, a little bit of levity. Um, I'll tell a bit of a... Don't tell people what you're going to tell them. Just tell them. So I was living outside for the first time in my car, which was a disaster. Not because I, I was upset about living in the car, but because of things that happened to me. Uh, but I got... <laughs> I was blessed with pink eye in my left eye. I was, it, was a, it was a gift. It was a gift. And as I... I wasn't really quite sure what was wrong because I don't remember having... I probably had pink eye when I was a kid, you know. So it's... I actually don't know if that's the case. I knew I got certain things like chicken pox, but I... Anyway, we had cattle, and their cows got pink eye. And we had to have, you know, stuff to treat them for their pink eye. And so what happened to me was my left eye, it was itchy, it was watering, and I couldn't... I literally got to the point where I would wake up in the morning for any time. <laughs> Anytime I left my eyes closed for more than 10 minutes, my left eye wouldn't open. And for symmetry's sake, uh, the the itchiness and the watery eye uh, progressed to my right eye. And it, lo and behold, I couldn't open either of my eyes when I'd wake up in the morning. <laughs> and I'm sleeping in my car. I wake up. I can't open my eyes. And so what I did was I I got a, a cup of water and I left it in the center console of my car. And so anytime I woke up, I knew I could just dip my hand. I knew where the center, I knew where the cup of water was. I dipped my hand in and I just smear it all over my eyes. And eventually, and it, I would be able to open them then. But it got so bad, not not only could I not open my eyes when I woke up, but I could barely keep him open when I was awake. It's so bad. And I was, I was hanging around the, I guess in a town, a little, t I guess it's a town called Orangeville. It's like there's Folsom, Orangeville, Fair Oaks, uh, Citrus Heights, Rancho Cordova. These are all kind of on the east coast east of Sacramento and I you know I'd lived in Folsom I worked in Folsom for 22 years well 20-ish years um, I'd worked for Intel for 22 years but I I was in Folsom for say 20, 20 to 19 years and I, I was familiar with the hospital there so I, I'm I'm in so much pain I, I get I, I'm like I've got to drive there and I'm driving there and I'm screaming 
and I, I, I'm so, it hurts so bad, and I can't keep my eyes open. I'm trying to drive. I'm trying to get to the hospital. I finally safely get there, thank God. And I, I, I go into the emergency room, and I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm damn sure I have pink eye, and I need eye drops immediately, please, please, please. And it, you know, it's super contagious. And so they, they, they give me eye drops, and that, that started to, I mean, it felt good, right? And then they prescribed something, and I, I went and picked that up uh, after the after the time in the emergency room. They were really sweet. Um, and then I I go I go back to this area. There's, there's a intersection called uh, of two roads, Madison and Maine, and it's right in the heart of 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 Orangeville. Well, yeah. Right in the heart of Orangeville. And there is a 99 cent store there that had closed. <laughs> and I joke. I thought to myself, what's it mean when a 99 cent store closes? <laughs> it can't be good. <laughs> but anyway, so I, there's the parking lot's pretty empty, you know, most days. And and there's other businesses that are open there. And there's another business that's replaced what was the 99 cent store. But I was I was parking my car there. And it was hot. I don't know if the heat had had contributed to the intensity of my pain related to the uh, the pink eye, but it, it was. I tried to park at an angle with a tree, giving me some shade in the late uh, afternoon, and then eventually at night, I, I was trying to get comfortable in my, in my car. It's a small sedan, um, compact sedan. The the drivers, I was you know I was sleeping in the driver's seat. The passenger seat was full of stuff, or not full, but relatively full. Uh, and they were both bucket seats, and in the back, totally full. So I couldn't lay down on the back. And I would I was I would try to get comfortable. I was I was sticking my feet out the window. My I would tr- I would lean to the right towards the passenger seat, but there was a break. Uh, the handbrake and then the, the gear shift, and eventually I, I said I can't do it. Uh, I, was, I hadn't been sleeping well with the pink eye, and I took it. I had a towel, and I laid the towel right next to the to the driver's side door, kind of lengthwise along you know the direction the vehicle was pointed, and I just laid down, and I laid face down, and I fell asleep, and I was just like. Oh wonderful um you know i now i now i realize sleeping on concrete or on pavement is not it takes its toll but at the time i i just needed to to stretch out next thing i know i wake up and there's all these lights in my eyes (laughs) and i'm like what i was thinking a car rolled up or, or maybe the police had stopped well it was the police. They had they had their car lights on me. And they had their flashlights on me. Sir, can you get up? The Folsom Police Department. Sir, can you get up? Yeah. I said, what are you doing? They asked. I said, I'm, I'm just trying to sleep. I can't get comfortable in my car. And they said, and I said, D- just, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I, I will warn you, I have, I have pink eye. I just got medicine for it, but I, I, I have pink eye. 
They didn't come anywhere near me. <laughs> and I knew I knew a few of the police officers, or a couple, one or two of them that were there. I think there were three that showed up. And they said they got in a call. Someone was laying on the ground. <laughs> and uh, so I, he, he said, sir, you have to, you have to be in your car. You can't, you can't lay on the ground, you know, <laughs> at least not here. And so I said, all right. And this is a, there's two terms. Well, like they say, don't ask questions you don't know the answer to. And I have a, I have another one that says, don't ask a question. Don't, don't, don't ask questions about rules. You know, that are that someone's going to impose on you because you asked. And so I made the mistake of saying, is it okay if I hang my feet out the window? Because I could get a little more comfortable if I stuck my feet out the window. But I was still having to deal with the brake, you know, the, the brake lever and the, and the gear shift. But it was better than trying to sit, you know, kind of crunched up just in the, in the driver's seat. It's like, nope. You got to have your feet inside the car. <laughs> so I, I was like, I shouldn't have asked. But I said, that's fine. Understood. So I I had, I wasn't wearing them at the time. I had two, uh, I had a pair of Carolina boots, really nice boots. I bought them at uh, a Western Wear place on East Bidwell in Folsom before, I, before my uh, financial demise <laughs> with no money. And I, I took the boots. I said, you know what? If they weren't going to let me stick my feet out the window, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick these boots on my driver and passenger side mirrors. So I had the two boots. You know, they were perfect. They fit perfectly. <laughs> Basically, the boots, the toes of the boots were sticking straight up, hanging off both of my mirrors. <laughs> they didn't see me do this. They didn't see me do this. But I did it after they left. And then eventually, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. I, I, I stuck my feet out the window, and I just said, you know, tried to try to get some sleep. And I eventually, you know, fell asleep. Next thing I know, a sheriff's deputy rolls up, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yes, sir. I'm just trying to sleep in the car." Uh, the, the Folsom PD told me I couldn't. I couldn't sleep on the ground, <laughs> so I'm sleeping in the car. He just kind of laughed, and he's like, "All right, you know." Take, take it easy, bud. And so he rolled off. He didn't even, I don't even think he said anything about the boots on the window, on the, on the, uh, the mirrors. But yeah, it was, it was tough. And, you know, I, it was, it was a, it was a challenge. And I, I made some mistakes when I was doing, living in my car and, I certainly paid for them. Uh, I guess two other stories. These are a little bit uh, heavy that relate to law enforcement. And and they're not specifically about things I was involved in, but things I saw around me that were that were moving and, and had an impact on me. And I, I, I wrote, I documented both these situations in the manuscript and I hope I do it justice here in the podcast. The first is related to a sadly a, a deputy who was killed um, during a traffic stop, and I don't I don't know the, the exact details, but 
I was driving, I was driving to Ione, which has a nice golf course called Castle Oaks. And I was living in Mather at the time. And I, you take all these backcountry roads. You're on Jackson for a while. Um, but there were, as I was driving to, to, to play golf with my buddy, there were police vehicles, state troopers at every intersection, all these intersections on these country roads. And I, I, I'd never seen that before. I'd driven there, you know, probably half a dozen times. And I played the round of golf. And eventually afterwards I asked or I looked up, you know, what, what the situation was. And it was this, this deputy who had been killed. And they, they couldn't, they, they thought they had maybe found the person that had done it. They, they found a van with a person who had, who had uh, succumbed to carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, but it, it turned out it wasn't the individual. I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but they said that, that wasn't the person that was involved. And so I mentioned getting in trouble when I was living in my car. I got two DUIs within a couple weeks. And it was, it was you know, I'm disgusted with, with the fact that th that happened and it was completely my fault. And at that point, after it happened, I said, I'm never driving again. I did not, it's a privilege and, and I was not respectful of that privilege and I'm not going to risk um, my life for the lives of others in the communities I live by driving again. And uh, I haven't to this day. And that was in, um, I don't know, June or July of, of, of 2019. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that I never hurt anybody. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm so thankful that that never happened. But, um, as a result, I had to do significant, I had, I had a significant amount of time that I was, I was given, and I didn't have the money to pay for any alternative sentencing, home arrest, or, or work project, so eventually I was going to have to do the time. I got picked up to do the time, and I went into the Sacramento County Main Jail, and there's a, a big sign, a reward sign. I don't know how much money it was. It was an incredible amount of money, but it was about this officer who had been who had been killed, uh, this deputy that had been killed, and then he never had found the, the perpetrator. Um, maybe with, uh, with good luck, the person met their own, met their maker, uh, you know, by chance, and uh, they don't, there's no need to seek justice through normal means, but it was, you know, it tied back to that situation. And this was years and years in the past, you know, several several years since since the deputy had been killed, and uh, it just it stuck with me. The second situation also related to a deputy, and it was I used to frequent this bar called Taco Loco in Folsom, really nice upscale bar. You know, the owner was always there, and uh, there was a you know core set of customers that would come in quite frequently. I was one of them. And, uh, you know, I'd be there drinking, 
drinking beer with my buddies. And there was, there was, some of his friends were, were police, were involved, were law enforcement. Some were retired. And then there was this one guy that I'd seen there a couple of times. I talked to him very briefly. Uh, he was a deputy, burly, bald, and no nonsense. You know, I, I didn't have an extensive conversation with the guy, but, you know, you could tell he was, he was nails. And so I was in an area, and once, once again, totally unrelated, totally, you know, months and months and months months later after having met him. And I didn't really, I didn't know him well, but I, I met him. And there was a, there was police presence all over the place. And I think I was in the Citrus Heights area. There was just cops everywhere. And so I, I get home and I go online. And you know, once again, there was news of, of a deputy who had been who had been killed, and it was it what how it how it happened. At least this is my recollection was there was a a task force that was focused on stolen automobiles, and they 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 had somebody that they were going to pick up for it, and the person was staying in the hotel. They went to the hotel room. And next thing they know, the the person starts shooting, and I I don't even think they. They'd opened the, they'd, they'd interacted with them. They were shooting through the door, and the guy jumps out of a, off the balcony from the hotel room, and he he winds up killing this officer, this deputy. And it, when they showed the deputy's picture, there was a guy I knew, who was a guy I'd met. You know, it, it was, it was just sad. And at the time, when, when he had been killed. I was living in a trailer park um, in a, um, I wasn't in an RV, I was just in a, a trailer. And it was at Natoma and Folsom Auburn Boulevard. And across the street, so I was on the, I guess the the, the east side of, of Folsom Auburn at the intersection with Natoma and on the, on the on the west side is a is a memorial, you know, a, a cemetery, and so I I don't know I was out walking one day, I would walk to I would walk to the you know, old town Folsom, which is you know maybe a, a half a half a mile, and all of a sudden I hear helicopters, and then after multiple sheriff's helicopters. Then, not only that, I see a huge procession, and it turned out it was a funeral procession for this officer. And, you know, it's these things happen, and I don't, you know, I just, I didn't know why. Like, I mean, all it meant for me, I, I always think about, you know, have positive thoughts for, for uh, people in law enforcement. You know, it's, it's, you know, every time they get out of their car, uh, every time they walk, you know, to, to approach a vehicle, every time they go to a door, uh, maybe it was a domestic violence situation. I mean, these are these are, you know, there's risk, there's significant risk every time. And I don't want to get into politics about, 
you know, other stuff related to law enforcement. But, you know, those, those two instances, you know, stuck with me. And I mentioned in my last podcast about St. Michael and, and meeting the nun uh, who, who's, you know, at St. Michael and, and then that's the patron saint of law enforcement. But those were two stories um, I definitely wanted to tell and I, I wrote about. I guess one thing from from today, I was I, I have I have money in my pocket right now. I was, I but I didn't go and get cigarettes. I, I and when I was outside the the library before I came in, somebody and I wanted to have a cigarette. Uh, and sorry if people, <laughs> I. I don't know if, I don't think I'm trying to quit, but uh, somebody asked me for one. This this lady who was sitting down on the ground said, Do you have any cigarettes? I said, No, I'm trying to buy some myself. So I ran into somebody in the outside the library and I asked, Hey, I have a buck, you know, some change. Can I get a couple cigarettes? And he's like, I've got to go inside and get them. I was like, All right. And I didn't know he, I could tell he wasn't, he wasn't, as, he's ambulatory, but he wasn't as ambulatory as me. And I, I just didn't know if I should follow him or if I shouldn't. And so I eventually said, you know what, I'll give him some time and then I'll go in because I saw which direction he headed in the library. And I approached him and he said, yeah, come on. And so he, I was expecting to get two. Well, he gave me three. And my thinking was, he gave me three. So I could go give that woman one. And that's what I did. I went, I walked outside the library and I handed her a cigarette and she thanked me. But uh, sometimes things work out like that. It was serendipitous that he, he gave me three and you know, maybe in some way he knew that I was going to, I was going to give one of them away. It was, it was, I didn't ask him for three and when he handed them to me, I just said, you know what, one of those is going to that woman that asked me for one. All right, I will stop on that. Um, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. You know, I don't, some of these stories are a little heavy, but, you know, they're things I, I saw and I went through, and uh, I appreciate you listening. And uh, I hope you guys have a, a great day. Thanks.